to have it so close uh, with the talent that we had and the way the team pulled together last year, we were right, you know, we definitely weren't going to look best right now, of course, but I mean, it was like, it was right there for those kids. And that, that's a tough pill to swallow for those seniors. Hello all and welcome to the first episode of Inside the Box for the 2021 season. I'm Pete Paguaga and I'll be your host this year. Once again, this year, we're here. You know, puck drops on Monday, February 8th, and it's been a long 11 months since the winter season was canceled by the COVID-19 pandemic, and here we are. Games are going to be played. Teams will meet. Some great teams will meet. It's going to be a wild, wild ride this year. Just a quick programming note, Mike Fornabio um, will not be covering the high school hockey beat this year. Um, I will be. And uh, if you've already seen some of the written stuff, the poll, uh, the 25 players to watch all the preseason stuff, I did it. Uh, Mike is, you know, helping out our news department right now. So hopefully we'll be able to get Mike on at some point this year. Um, once that kind of winds down and hopefully he'll be back to help us through the tournament experience. Now down to the good stuff. You heard at the top of the show, new Milford coach, Scott Caprigalione, um, sat down with me for a quick interview. The new Milford story is an interesting one, and it's one that we're going to see this year. They only have one home game. Um, they're going to be playing out of South Kent, much like some other teams in the state. New Milford has had to find a new home due to the pandemic that, you know, where prep schools aren't opening up their doors to outsiders or haven't even made ice this year because they, they, they might not be having a season or they're not back in session for school. So some teams had to do some shuffling. We got seven teams playing out of Northford. Um, you know, Cheshire's playing at the Lou in Hamden, um, and Housatonic, you know, our boy Dean Diamond, who's been on the show before he, him and his team don't have anywhere to play right now. They're playing all their games on the road. So this will definitely be a different year though. We are going to have some great hockey right off the bat. Um, you know, before we throw it over to the interview with coach Caprigalione, uh, we're just going to run through the poll quickly. Uh, the poll was released on Game Time. Um, so if you haven't seen it and you want to read it, it's on GameTimeCT.com, along with all the other hockey preview stuff. Uh, right off the bat, an interesting twist. It Though it's not surprising seeing this team up here. Fairfield Prep is the number one team in the state with three first place votes and 108 points overall. Darian is the number two team. They have six first place votes, but only 107 points overall because they were voted on some ballots lower fairfield prep was never voted lower than third um then in, th in third in the poll we have notre dame west haven who received the other three first place votes new canaan the fcx champs defending fcx champs are in fourth greenwich fifth ridgefield sixth savior seven notre dame fairfield eight hand nine simsbury ten it's this year the poll is going to be interesting i am of the mindset that i think this might be our most accurate poll of all time by the end of the year there are a lot of great crossover games because the FCAC allowed its traditional Division One teams. Now, note, I say traditional Division One teams because there the CIAC hasn't yet, and I don't believe that they will release divisions because there are no state tournaments this year. So they have really no reason to release any divisions because they don't really factor into anything outside of the conferences. Now, some conferences like the SEC are separated by their divisions, right? They have Division One, Division Two, Division Three, the SEC, SWC. But the SEAC always played a 
full round robin schedule where everyone played everyone in the league this year. That is not the case. The traditional six division one teams, Darianne, New Canaan, Fairfield co-op, St. Joe's Ridgefield Greenwich will all get to play each other twice and then fill out the rest of that schedule. I believe it's two games with any opponents that they want. So we're going to see some Fairfield prep playing some of these FCX schools and, you know, Notre Dame West Haven is going to get in the mix. Notre Dame Fairfield is going to get in the mix. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I really, truly think we might have the most accurate poll ever because of the situation that we're in. Yes, we won't have state championships. I know that stinks. Um, there's not going to be any road to Ingles. We're not going to be analyzing any brackets, but I still think that itself is very exciting. Um, you know, Fairfield prepping the number one team is not a surprise. They have the history to back it up. Um, this is a team that has won so many state titles over the last 20 years and probably more than more before then. Um, they have the name, you know, <laughs> unless someone, unless someone didn't tell me their coaching staff still there and Matt Sather and the guys that they have on that bench at, uh, for the Jesuits are an unbelievable coaching staff. So shout out to them. They're going to be great. Darian and, you know, go back to, to prep. Yeah. They still have Mason Whitney, uh, you know, Axel Sather's coming into his own, really, you know, Luke Noonan on the point. They're going to be really good on top. You got other guys like T, uh, uh, Tiernan Curley. Uh, he didn't make my 25 players to watch list, but he was in consideration. Uh, lacrosse players got great hands. So, and, you know, most people might, might remember his name. He scored the game winning goal in the SCC SWC division one championship in the shootout. Um, they went with a lacrosse player in a shootout. You go with a lacrosse player, right? Uh, Darian, you know, at number two, also not a surprise. I mean, they are loaded. Sam Erickson, Jameson Moore, Luke Johnston, you know, Stein, Schofield and Net. They have so many guys. Uh, Notre Dame West Haven, that core of sophomores that, you know, rallied to win five straight to go to the D1 finals two years ago in the state tournament. They're seniors now. Connor Smith is still there. You know, uh, John, uh, John Jericho is still there. John Michael Childs is still there. Uh, you know, Zach Schroeder was a first-team All-Stater last year for us. He's back there. You know, Coach Larry Vieira is really putting it together. New Canaan coming in at four, a little surprising. I thought they might be a little higher. I know I voted them higher than four. Um, this is a team that won the FCAC last year, and a lot of their guys are still back. Bowden Gamble uh, was All-State for us. He's back. Uh, Shane Mettler, sophomore on the, on the defensive side. I spoke to so many coaches who absolutely love this kid. They love his game. They love his size. And he's really just coming into his own. And then in net, you have Bo Johnson, uh, a freshman who kind of burst onto the scene last year. People were waiting for him to falter. Yes, he had a really bad game against Darien when they lost 10-2. to But he rallied to win the FCX. Uh, and he's only a sophomore. you know. So it's going to be a really fun year. There's a lot of good talent in this state. I spoke to one or two coaches who are obviously upset that there is no state tournament, but their reasoning was like, this would have been an amazing year for a division one tournament. I mean, just looking at the poll itself, prep, Darien, Notre Dame, New Canaan, Greenwich, Ridgefield, Xavier, Notre Dame, Fairfield, all eight of those teams had a shot to win the, to win the whole thing. And that's not even including, you know, Northwest Catholic from the CCC. Um, you know, Hamden's Hamden, you know, we don't know a lot about them right now. Um, but they could very easily go out and be a really good team. I mean, they're two years removed from winning the, the conference title in the SEC. Um, 
and then you have you know the Fairfield Co-op and, and West Haven. West Haven is young; they're still getting better. Fairfield Co-op has a lot of guys back. I was very surprised they didn't they didn't sneak into the top ten. Uh, the Co-op down in Fairfield, I really like them. Sam Sam Swanson, another guy who could have made my twenty five players to watch list, uh, just missed out. So there's a lot of talent in this state this year. And it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, talk talent, talk about Northwest Catholic, like, you know, McCarry's back, uh, you know, uh, Melanson's back. Like, they're going to be good. And there's a lot to go. There's a lot that's going to happen um, in this in this state this year. Um, the only downfall is the CCC teams will just be playing themselves. They have a couple of crossovers, uh, but not as many as the SEC and the FCX. So, we're going to see all these teams battle night in and night out and just take a quick look at the schedule and, and to see what I'm talking about. The first week alone on Monday, we got preps playing at new Canaan Hampton West Haven's a great game. Always. Um, we, we moved down the list. New Canaan's playing Notre Dame West Haven on Wednesday. Ridgefield's playing prep on Wednesday. Greenwich is playing Darianne on Wednesday. I mean, it just gets keeps getting crazier and crazier night in and night out. These games are going to be awesome. Prep is playing Darien on Saturday. I'll probably be there. Notre Dame West Haven's playing Greenwich on Saturday. Richfield's playing New Canaan on Saturday. And then, you know, we even look at some of these, you know, not traditional division one teams, traditional, traditional division two teams like Hand, who's number nine in the poll. This was the big year. This, right? This was the group that Coach Brian Gonzalez took over. Uh, they were sophomores. And they were one of the best teams in Division Three his first year. And last year, they were one of the best teams in Division Two last year. Now, they didn't come away with SEC championships in either of those years. But that's notwithstanding that this is a great team that won, I'm pretty sure, 20 games last year. Um, they have an early matchup with Sheehan at the beginning of the year on Wednesday night. Like, it's going to get crazy and it's going to get wild. And I hope everyone is prepared. I know it's upsetting that we don't have a state tournament. The rules are there for a reason, whatever those reasons are. But we have to accept it. We have to move on. We have to move forward. And we have to look ahead at what a great season um, is going to, 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 to be ahead of us. So um, I'm going to be on the mic all year for the uh, Inside the Box podcast. And I just want, you know, if anyone has any questions they want me to talk about or any coaches they want me to get on or players, I look, for, you know, I look forward to hearing from everyone. So just let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about. And that's enough for me. So I'm going to throw it over to my interview with new Milford coach, Scott Capriglione, and I'll see you guys next week. Now joining me on the show, we have new Milford coach, Scott Capriglione, who is entering his seventh season uh, leading the Green Wave. Coach, it's been a weird offseason, maybe a weird 10 months after the end of last season but games are going to be starting soon within this week. What's the feeling like going around the program? I think it's exciting. I mean, the, the kids are pumped up, you know, because last season ended on such a sour note. Uh, we, we had won that last game. We had, we had going up to ready to go to play Tritown, then it got canceled. And so that was tough. So not right now. They're pumped. I mean, they're ready to go. Uh, there's a, it's a different excitement because they've, they've been stuck doing that same thing. Some of them playing midgets, but it's just exciting right now. Yeah. You know, you mentioned last year's team. Um, you made it to the SEC division, uh, SEC SWC division three title game. Um, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but you know, you get to the D three tournament, you guys win on the final day of the season. 
<laughs> you know, you beat JWA uh, and you have a meeting with Tritown and you guys are the higher seed. You're playing a home game with the spot of Yale uh, with the spot at, at Ingalls on the line. I mean, when you win that game at Canterbury against JBWA, are you guys thinking Ingalls, right? You know, like such a oh, high. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was, it, we were right there. Cause there's been about, there's two, been two times since I've been here that we've had, we've had to win that, we've had an opportunity to get there, win that next game to get there. And to have it so close uh, with the talent that we had and the way the team pulled together last year, we were right, you know, we definitely weren't going to look past Tritown, of course, but I mean, it was like, it was right there for those kids. And that, that's a tough pill to swallow for those seniors. Yeah, I mean, I saw you guys against Sheen. I'm pretty sure I saw you earlier in the tournament as well. Um, you guys played Sheen really well in the regular season, uh, dropped 3-2. Uh, the, you know, the Division Three title game in the conference was a little different, but did you like your guys' chances heading into the tournament? I mean, you were the four seed in three, but you know when you get to the tournament, that all that stuff kind of gets thrown yeah. out. I mean, it was it was great. You know, we we played. We we know she would have been in the same bracket we were, so we were going to have to play him again. I think when we got to the the conference tournament, the championship game there, I think the lights got a little bright for some of the kids. <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of awe. Could we do it again? Could we hold them tight? Could everybody play a perfect game? Because that's what that's what it takes to beat them. Yeah. It takes a perfect game, and uh, so yeah, so it, it it was terrific. It, it it was a great experience all the way around, even though it ended a bit of a sour note the kids had a great year yeah and now i mean now we're back it's been i think by the time by the time the hockey season starts on february 8th it will be 11 months just about 11 months to the day yep. that the winter season got canceled and started this you know 11 month stretch of weirdness and differences in sports <clears throat> But the puck's yep. getting ready to drop. Uh, you said the boys are excited, but you know wh what does the team look like? You know, from from last year to this year. So right now we have a our goalie returns. Our we had we, our goalie split last year. We have a senior Logan Lucas who he's a, he's a great player, ready to go, stud, senior goaltender, defenseman. All the defensemen except for one are back. I mean, we lost we lost a key one in uh, Cam Schofer, but we have four sophomores that. Play played last year that are now juniors this year who have a ton of experience, tournament experience even, which is going to be great. The forward is going to be interesting. Uh, we lost a lot of scoring. It was our seniors. And so the juniors are going to have to step up this year. You know, so I think we have, you know, for us, we always play a defensive game. Uh, you know, shut them down. Don't give up a lot of in tight shots. And and we're, I think we're going to be able to do that again. We just got to figure out how to put the puck in the, put puck in the net because we had – Last year, we had a lot of close games that we went in because defensively, we had the goaltending and we had the defensive guys behind them. So it sounds a lot like my Islanders. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, from Minnesota, I'm from Minnesota, so I don't see a lot of the wild out here. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I, you know, grew up on Long Island, diehard Islander fan. Unless I'm watching on my phone or they're on national TV, which is a rarity. I don't watch many Islander games either, though that run in the postseason last year. Oh, yeah. It was kind of fun. I don't know if you could see over my shoulder. This is really bad uh, radio, but all dynasty photos from when I was before I was born. Oh, that's true. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they play that lockdown defense. Like you said, no tight shots and try to get that one yep. or two goal. And that when that works, it works to perfection. 
Yeah. And when so, it doesn't, it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough and you do something like that against Sheehan. I mean, that's what happened. So, <laughs> I mean, they're loaded. They they obviously have moved up yeah. to Division Two this year in the SEC and the kind of the little bubbleville yeah. that's going on in Northford. Um, so Division Three is kind of open. You know, Sheehan has won the title the last three years. Um, yeah. It's kind of open now, and with that postseason experience in the SEC SWC as the only championship. Are you guys, you know, maybe talking a little revenge tour? I mean, I, I think it is. You know, I mean, it's one thing we talk about because there's no state tournament this year that I think our listeners know. And so, so that conference tournament is it. I mean, that that is the, the championship. And you know, we've been we've had to shift from Canterbury to South Kent yep. because we can't get to the prep schools a lot like other, other ugh, the other teams. But um, I, I think we. You know, we were looking at the banners in the gym, you know, because we've been working in the gym for, for the past two or three weeks. And, you know, there's not a lot of championship hockey banners up there. And I point that out to the kids. It's like, you guys could do something special this year. I mean, really special in a special type of year. Yeah. So, so let's take advantage of that. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that you guys aren't playing in Canterbury. You guys are playing out of South Kent. Uh, we spoke, you know, earlier uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago about that. There's, I think, 13 or 14 teams that are on the move this year. Uh, you know, for some, they were lucky and were able to find rinks that were able to accommodate them. Um, you know, you guys are playing one home game this year again uh, uh, out yep. of South Kent. When we spoke, and, and this could have changed, but I think you guys are only getting ice once a week at South Kent. Well, that that first week, of, we, we couldn't practice the first week on ice for some scheduling issues. And then, so we're trying to practice three days a week. Normally, uh-huh. we, were able to, we were able to practice six. Yeah. And um, so that's interesting. I got I got to be a whole lot better on the ice. You know, there's not a lot of wasted time. And I mean, and the kids have responded. I mean, they come focused, ready to go um, at 5:30 in the morning to 6:30, and it, it's been different, but it but it's been good. You know, because I think even with the off ice that we've been doing, the kids get to feel part of a team again. Yeah. You know, they're not sitting at home doing just like we are when we're doing all remote remote work on the computer screen. You know, you, you can touch a kid, pat somebody on the back and, you know, say good job. And they don't get to hear that all the time. Yeah. I mean, that alone, you know, cutting your practice time in half is a big deal. And then I mentioned it quickly. You guys have one home game. I mean, and it's against Housatonic, who has no home games this year. <laughs> so, like, yep. there is a we and, you know, we've seen this before in other sports at other levels. I remember years, a couple of years ago when they were rebuilding the stadium in Scranton, the Yankees triple A team played their entire season on the road. Um, the Hartford yard goats only up the road here in Hartford, they played home games, but at different baseball stadiums, yeah. right? They were on the road for most of the year. They're always traveling uh, the, uh, the Atlantic baseball team at a Bridgeport when they were not out of Bridgeport anymore, they played all their games on the road. Not an uncommon thing at the professional level, but at the high, uh, down at the high school level, it is quite interesting, and especially hockey where, you know, yes, West Haven has a town rink. Hamden has a town rink. Darien has a town rink. A lot of towns that don't have rinks, and you have to try and get in. And, I mean, this is just the draw that, you know, you guys and, and Housatonic have, have gotten this year. But how, how do you now – like you said, you have to be better on the ice because you only have practice three times a week with them as opposed to six. But 
now it's bus rides for every game, like longer bus rides for every game or away games for every game where there's not maybe not that comfortability level going into an arena. I mean, how is that now going to factor into what is already going to be a difficult coaching job? You know, for well, every I mean, I, I, yeah, no, definitely. But I, you know, I think the kids are going to respond. I mean, you, you try and make it exciting. So like, we have a set of, I mean, we have three jerseys. One of them is black. So I told the kids, hey, this year, every way game we're wearing black, you know, because you have, you, have you have the normal green and white, but it's like, all right, guys, we're going black. We're going all in. And we're, we're, we're going to be coming there ready to go every game. And they're excited. They're just ready to play. Because, I mean, realistically, you have 10 away games, 10 home games. It's like, guys, just pretend we played our, our home games already. All right. <laughs> now we're just, on, we're just on the road for the rest of the season. And, and for us, you know, we're playing, uh, you know, Newtown, Immaculate, uh, Barlow, and they're all at Danbury. So yeah. it, it's, they're not, most of them aren't that far. You know, we have a couple for, you know, we're playing Newington and things like that, but most of the games are pretty close to home. So it's not too bad. It's not, I mean, Danbury is almost a home rink to some degree. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it's crazy because like a lot of those rinks, like Northford has three rinks. Danbury's got two. Wonderland even has two. And you know, talking to some coaches and rink and rink managers are just trying to get these teams ice time. Like it's crazy. And that doesn't include, you know, the girls high school hockey teams and the youth leagues and the men leagues that drive, you know, when you play at a men's league, like you're paying the league was paying the rink, you know, like, and there's not going to be any fans this year. So that's a whole lot. Well, fans for now, we'll see whether or not that changes. Um, But it's just such a weird and bizarre year in all of that hear new Milford and hear who Satanic are in probably the most uniquest of positions. Yeah, it's, it's been great. I mean, the, you know, one thing we've been fortunate enough and our youth program is terrific is that we haven't had the co-op yet. Cause I know that's caused some, they crossed some problems with Chapog yep. and they're not having, not be able to play this year, but being able to have our own group, these kids go to school together and play together and learn together and the support we get from the administration has been amazing. So, I mean, even though it's unique, I think it's pulling us together. I mean, it's really pulling us together. I, I, so how did that game, I, I, I've known Dean up at Housatonic for years when I, when I started my career up in Torrington at the register station <laughs> back in 20, 2013. And I've been to that pizzeria. It's a, his pizzeria, Dino's, is amazing. We did a show from there last year. But like, how did that come up? Like you guys were both sitting there. We got no home games. Are you like, do I get them on the phone first so I can claim home ice? I mean, that's a, that was a big, it's funny, you know, because as hockey, most hockey coaches, we all schedule our own games. Some of the other conferences, the AD schedule and all that. Um, and I know in FCX, they do some of their league games, but at least for us, I schedule all my games. You know, you know, you got to get your conference stuff in, but then you're just trying to go play teams you haven't played before. And, it, it, you know, Dean's a good friend and, it's like, okay, I got, I said, what, what are you going to do this year? Cause I don't know what I'm doing. So then, you know, then we got to coordinate with the youth league and says, okay, I'm going to try and get Northwestern to see if they can give us skip a practice so we can get a home game. And you guys can come to us. I know you guys are going to be practicing outside on a pond somewhere. So, yeah, so I, I reached out to him and uh, we kind of nailed it down, but I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Cause these kids play youth hockey together too. They play midgets together. Oh, okay. So, so you kind of got to get that game on the schedule. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of their jerseys. You know, I'm big, yeah. But I, I, Dean, Dean is great. And I remember speaking to him after I spoke to you when I was doing that story. And he's like, yeah, man, like, if the ponds freeze, like, we'll, we will be out there. 
Yeah. So, well, Coach, thank you. I know it's going to be a really weird year, and you guys are going to be really busy. Uh, I'm going to try my hardest to get to as many games safely as I can. But uh, you know, I just want to wish you luck. Thank you for the time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, you know, hopefully everything goes well this year, and uh, you know, we'll see a lot of hockey. Pete, thanks for having me on. All right, we'll talk, Coach.